0: on CBS Sports Radio.
1: It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I am coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in, locked in all over North America. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us on the boards in New York City. And it's Monday night. That means that there is Monday night football. It's Monday night. That means we had a weekend full of college football, a weekend full of professional football. And we're going to talk about it here over the next four hours. That's what we do. Anyway, if you want to talk to me in that process, it's simple. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. You can find me online. I am everywhere at JRSportBreathe. It's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you follow me in any of those places, you will have already known what we're going to discuss tonight because I put it on line. Let me give you a quick update here on Monday Night Football. Not the most exciting of things. We have another doubleheader uh, going on here on Monday Night Football, much like last week. Uh, Right now, with about four minutes left in the game, the Philadelphia Eagles, to the shock and surprise of no one, uh, they are handling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 25-25 two eleven. For a good portion of the game, the Eagles were up twenty-five to three. And so Tampa just trying to show a a little bit of life and the Eagles trying to close this one out. As in in a few minutes, the Eagles, unless there's some type of ridiculous miracle, don't count on it. uh, The Eagles are looking to go three and O to start the season. Meanwhile, in Cincinnati, the Rams and the Bengals, they're doing a whole lot of nothing right now. They're currently tied at six they just got underway here in the third quarter about 13 or so minutes left to go Uh, Joe Burrow is active and so that's the 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 first thing of note if you want to look at anything going on in the game Uh, not all that exciting up until now six six of the Bengals and Rams are all tied up about 13 minutes left to go in the third and then again the Eagles up 25 11 against the Buccaneers three minutes left in the game and they can't get that one over soon enough. And I got to choose my words very carefully tonight when I talk about one team beating up another or smacking another. We got a, a blowout of historic portions yesterday uh, as the Dolphins beat the Broncos. On Saturday on the college football side, we saw Oregon. They smacked Colorado uh, 42-6. to A lot of people happy, I guess, that. Dion in Colorado uh, maybe got put in their place or the tension needs to go away from them, whatever the case might be, we saw some ass kickings this weekend. And so we'll talk about that. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, a huge win over the Bears. A lot of conversation, not so much about the Chiefs, but about Taylor Swift, of all things, even Bill Belichick chiming in. Bill Belichick in New Jersey uh, stifles the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. Now we got Joe Namath. Is killing everybody. Broadway Joe, the Jets' most famous player in QB, has basically said Zach Wilson sucks. They need a new GM. They need a new coach. And it's just like, way to throw some uh, gasoline here on the fire. So Zach Wilson stinks, and Justin Fields stinks, and and blowouts galore. Jimmy G is hurt. What else is new? Derek Carr dealing with a shoulder issue. It's just, things are just wild all over the place so thank you again for tuning in and locking in we're going to talk about the blowouts to start the show off let's let's get the ass kickings out of the way hey Shep how was your weekend
0: I'm doing good Jay how are you my friend how was your weekend
1: it was good man I had an opportunity to to broadcast everybody in New York City on the fan and like like most people uh I I just I watched I watched football but more importantly the game yesterday between the Dolphins and the Broncos felt like, like pinball. You know, I don't know how many people still play pinball. I know it's the year, what year are we in? 2023. Uh, but pinball scores, they go and they go and they go. Every time the, the pinball hits something on the board, there's a score. And so it doesn't stay static. It just moves and moves and moves and moves and moves. And that's exactly what took place between the Dolphins and the Broncos yesterday, 70 to 20. Every time I looked, went from like 56 points, and now it's 63 points, and now it's 70 points. And this is like, you have got to be, you know, kidding me. And I kidding was not the word that I used. Tua, four touchdowns. Mostert, an A-chain, who's a rookie here. 285 yards combined, rushing, five touchdowns. And I told you, this is like the song and story that doesn't end. The Dolphins scored touchdowns on eight out of their first nine drives before they put Mike White in for Tua Tongavaloa, And then even Mike McDaniel, the fans wanted them to go for a record, NFL record in a championship game. 73 points. They wanted them to go for the record and get that field goal. Mike McDaniel said, I'm not doing it. Like, we're not out here playing for records. It doesn't do us any good. It's terrible sportsmanship. And so they just took a knee, and they ended the game. It is the most points scored by any team since 1966 in the history of the NFL. There have only been four other times where a team has gone into 70-point territory. A-Chain said himself, it's like playing a video game, and he's damn right it is. And so from one perspective, the Dolphins light them up without Jalen Waddle, who was in concussion protocol, and the Broncos and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, they get their asses kicked, destroyed. In a historic way. Before we get to the, the negative with the Broncos, let's, let's talk about some positive. Let's hear from Mike McDaniel. He said, man, my guys, they whooped that ass. I've
2: said it time and time again, that it's an incredibly coachable locker room. Um, and they, uh, they definitely earned that, that victory.
1: Abuse. This is Abuse. It's is an embarrassment. The Denver Broncos were in the locker room. Oh, I've never lost like this in my life. Oh man, this is terrible. Oh, this, this is crap. Uh, someone who's always positive, and let's hear how positive he sounds, is, is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, you know what? All things considered, you know, even taking a looking at the, the beating that the Broncos got, Russell Wilson did not have a, a terrible game. But who cares? You've been abused. Russell Wilson, and this is probably going to be a a, a byline, all things considered in the beatdown, he went out and he said, I got for you three hundred and six yards passing, twenty three of thirty eight, yeah, throw the ball a million times, and he had a touchdown and an interception. So who who cares what he did? But after the game, he just talked about moving on. What else is he gonna say? I think the best thing that we can do is come back on Monday. And, um, and have the
0: best film session we can have, have the best work ethic we can have. Everybody's given, you know, their all, but there's more. There's more, there's more that we can do, and um, we'll make sure we do that.
1: <sighs> Man, y'all suck. And I, I gotta be honest, and I, I've told you, I'm not necessarily a fan of, of Russell Wilson and him going forward, and everything is just just ridiculously manicured. Like everything for Russell. And Sean Payton ain't no better. This is the sh- same Sean Payton who, before the season started, wanted to kill the coach from last year about how everybody had to take some blame. It was the worst coaching situation that he's ever seen. And so bad. It's like, man, this is what you get for talking all that crap. I tweeted this out yesterday. Ah, I know he can't wait to blame Nathaniel Hackett, who currently has his own problems with the new york jets and so sean payton after the game talking to reporters was pretty much asked man how do you feel about this embarrassing loss and and sean payton was just like well how many times i got to tell you it was embarrassing listen to this
3: said it's embarrassing but this is kind of an historic game I mean, i'm
4: aware
5: third time the team has scored 70 points over seven what's, I mean,
4: what's the question what's the question i just historically, finished telling you
0: historically embarrassing?
4: next question i'm at a loss for words because i've never been in a I've been on the other side of some games like that. And then every once in a while in this league, you get your butt whipped. But this was more than that.
1: Oh, yeah, it was more than a butt whip. And it uh, it was an ass kicking of historical proportions. And you know what? This is what you get for talking all that crap, Sean Payton. This is what you get for throwing Nathaniel Hackett under the bus. And he don't got a damn thing to do with anything. That has taken place. This is what you get Sean Payton for worrying about somebody else who's not even there anymore. And for Russell Wilson, man, this is what you get for trying to exit out of Seattle and just, well, uh, yeah, I didn't want to leave, but his agent is telling everybody he wants to leave. I have never enjoyed checking in on a score, checking in on a game, the way that I did on that one yesterday because every single point point scored and every touchdown, and there was a whole hell of a lot of them. Every one, I said, y'all deserve this. Misery loves company. And Sean Payton has certainly walked around and been miserable about things that he had nothing to do with last year. And then Russell Wilson, man, I feel like he's had this coming for a long time as well. Dolphins smashing the Broncos 70 to twenty. I sat here on Friday. Shep I said I hope that they beat him. I I didn't think that we'd see a a score like this, man.
0: Man, I wish I wish the Jets were doing better so Nathaniel Hackett could speak a little bit on Sean Payton. Unfortunately they're kind of in a similar situation. Not getting uh, their butts whipped this bad JR.
1: Yeah, no. And and Nathaniel Hackett he didn't say nothing. He didn't he didn't respond or retort the Jets for the most part, outside of Aaron Rodgers who has no problem chirping. the New York Jets took the high road. And for the Denver Broncos here, if you want to go ahead and, and look at the bright side, if there is going to be a bright side moving forward, the Broncos got Chicago up next. And the Chicago Bears are equally crap. Somebody's going to have to win a football game. The Denver Broncos now 0-3 uh, on the season. And Chicago Bears are, are a walking disaster in and of themselves. And then for the Dolphins, yeah, I don't think they're going to put up 70 points again. Uh, they have the Buffalo Bills up next on their schedule. Congratulations to the Dolphins, man. They themselves, for a team, set 13 franchise records, including, how about this one, as an overall the Dolphins are the first team in NFL history to score 70 points and have 700 yards of offense in a game. Thank you so much to the Miami Dolphins. And thank you to Tua Tagovailoa and his four touchdowns. Thank you to Mostert and A-Chain for your five touchdowns. And thank you, Miami, for whooping that ass of Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and I don't even want to say the Broncos, but primarily Those two dudes. What a wild, wild Sunday. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. That wasn't the only beatdown that we saw over the weekend. That was a Sunday beatdown. On Saturday afternoon, Oregon put some hands Feet, sticks, bricks, the kitchen sink, they gave it all to Colorado. 42-6 to 6 was the final there. What we're going to do is take a break. And on the other side, we're going to talk about the Colorado Buffaloes. We're going to talk about Dion. We're going to talk about his squad that has now taken an L. They are no longer in the top 25 rankings of college football in Oregon. they just rolling ahead. They were 21-point favorites. Uh, They bested that by a whole lot. We're going to talk about that game on the other side. I mentioned Justin Fields, and Shep also mentioned the New York Jets. And I told you Jimmy G is hurt, and Derek Carr is hurt. And we have Monday night football games going on right the hell now. I'm going to give you an update on all of that. On the other side of the break, we're going to immediately get into Oregon, beating up on Colorado.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's
1: the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. One Monday night football game has now gone to a final. The Eagles officially go to 3-0 on the season. They beat the Buccaneers. The final score there, 25-11. The Philadelphia Eagles have now won 19 out of their last 20 regular season games where Jalen Hurts has been the starter. 25-11 to 11 is the final score as the Eagles beat the Bucs. Meanwhile, uh, the Bengals just take a lead here against the Los Angeles Rams. Joe Mixon punches in a 14-yard touchdown run. The Bengals lead the Rams 13-9 in Cincinnati, about five and a half minutes left. In the third quarter, Uh, back on the Eagles side, uh, Jalen Hurts, it was reported that he was dealing with some flu-like symptoms prior to the game. He still went out there and played 277 yards passing. uh, 131 of those yards or passes go to A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts also finishes uh, with two interceptions, one touchdown and another rushing touchdown, which happened to be one of his uh, patented quarterback sneaks. And so the Eagles down in Tampa give the Buccaneers the business. Baker Mayfield uh, only walking away with 146 yards passing, one touchdown, and one interception. And so I want to share with you uh, some of those plays and and some of the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between uh, in the next break. But, yes, the Eagles beat the Bucs 25-11. to 11. No one... Uh, should be shocked there at all, and as I just mentioned, uh, the Bengals beating the Rams at home, 13 to 9. I would think, I would think the Bengals will hold on to this. Uh, Joe Burrow is still out there. A few minutes ago, Joe Burrow got kind of smashed to the ground, knocked to the ground by Aaron Donald, and that's that's not necessarily what you want to see, but you can certainly see Joe Burrow walking around, still favoring that leg. He has already thrown the ball. 37 times he's completed 21 of 37 passes uh, no turnovers here he's been sacked twice uh, a hard knock life for Joe Burrow let's see if Cincinnati can walk away with their first victory of the season as uh, they are 0-2 and they're trying to do what they did last year turn the season around after starting 0-2 I, I don't know if that's going to happen 855-212-4CBS. That's eight five five two one two four 212 4 cbs I did tell you about the blowouts over the weekend. It wasn't just the Dolphins smacking up the Broncos 70-20. to On Saturday afternoon, Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes, you could say they got their comeuppance as the Ducks beat up Colorado 42-6. to Bo Nix. 276 yards passing for Oregon. Three touchdowns and interception. Who cares? He completed 28 of 33 passes, which is just ridiculous. Shador Sanders, who's been lighting things up all season long, only 159 yards passing. Uh, Touchdown late that you just go, who cares about it? 42 to 6. I mean, the Oregon Duck came out uh, not that he was talking, but he came out in in sunglasses. he came out in uh, shades. he's making fun of Dion, and so Dion in Colorado, you would think after the game that they had to go out there and and eat humble pie. Well, Dion was honest about it. Take a listen to what he had to say after that beat
4: down. It's a good old-fashioned buck kicking. It's no excuses, no nothing. Um, their coaches did a heck of a job preparing their team. Obviously, we didn't. That was good. I mean, that was a really good old-fashioned buck kicking. Uh, we went into the game wanting to dominate several, wanting to dominate several phases. Um, we lost offensively, defensively, as well as special teams. That fake punt kind of, kind of got them really rolling, and uh, they didn't stop. Um, ever since they secured that first down. Well-coached team. Uh, Bo Nix played his butt off defensively. They presented some things that I guess we just couldn't get around. We couldn't advance the ball rushing or uh, throwing the ball as well. Seemed like they had our number. But hats off to their coaching staff, to their head coach. Great job, and they are truly prepared.
1: Yeah, I mean, damn it. Before the game, Coach Lanning from Oregon was was saying, he, caught on, he was caught on camera. He said it with the ESPN cameras in the locker room. They, Colorado, are playing for clicks we are paying for wins we are playing for victories and this is like well damn you can say whatever the hell it is you want uh before the game and uh dion couldn't say anything afterwards and he said yeah they can they can say what they want i got no problem they went out there and they won dion sanders also made it very clear that hey you know what this is this is just the beginning like we're gonna we're gonna move forward and move on from this and he is right for anyone who was looking for the demise of Colorado or thrilled that they got beat down, this, this is still the beginning. This is still the, the most popular, well-known, famous coach in college football. He is one of the greatest football players of all time, and he, he's not going anywhere. And so it's not so much the attention about how great Colorado is as a football team, as a program. It's about what they've been able to accomplish, what they've been able to do so far, and what they are capable of doing moving forward. And so, yeah, sure, uh, Dion could be there in Colorado for another year, another two years, another three years. He could he could move on and go anywhere. But the story doesn't change. Colorado is still the most interesting team in college football until they go on a string of getting asses kicked. And the reality is their next game it's against USC. There's a chance and a possibility that they catch – Another beatdown, but this is still early on in the tenure of Deion Sanders. And I wouldn't necessarily wallow in too much uh, of some beatdowns because they are a team that should continue to improve. This is a program that should continue to improve year after year after year. 855 212 4 CBS. That's 855 212 4 CBS. Let's go to Jersey and talk to Ross. Ross, you're on the JR Sport Reef show. Here on CBS Sports Radio.
3: JR, what's going on, man? How you been?
1: I'm excellent. How are you?
3: Not bad, not bad. I actually uh, catch your shows every once
1: in a while on the weekend on uh, WFAN, but uh,
3: first time actually calling into one of your programs, so good to talk to you, man.
1: Thank you so much. What's up?
3: So uh, I want to call in. I heard you talk about some uh, Colorado Sandia. I want to talk to some
1: about that fellow. Bring
3: up my uh, my Vikings going 0 3, man. And you kind of look at, you know, going into that matchup, look at Chargers, Vikings, kind of. I guess you want to say the label is, you know, the frauds of the AFC versus frauds of the NFC was kind of basically last well, right. team to have the ball was going to be the one to win the shootout, and of course, leave it to the Vikings to be the ones to have a, a ball right basically in the breadbasket of TJ Hawkinson, tips it, and of course, we know what happens. But you look at, you know, them compared to the other 0 3 teams, you obviously, obviously look at the Bears, the Broncos, that the that's cool game coming up. You got ironically the Panthers, Vikings, the other two 0 3s, basically the 4 0 for teams. I mean, unless Cincy loses tonight. But I think they just took the lead. You look at the Vikings stacked up against the other o- other 0-3 teams. I think it's kind of contrary to last year when we were looking at them stacking them up against the, some of the better teams of the league, saying, "Oh, you know, they're they're, they're the fake, you know, the pretenders of the are the best of the league." And now you look at them, you know, stacking up against some of the the bottom feeders, and now you're looking at you know the the point differential similar, and now they're losing these close games, and the tide's kind of turning. So. Do you kind of see this, you know, turning around for Minnesota anytime soon? Or no, do you see, man, you know, the, no, the costly turnovers?
1: No, I mean, I, no, no, no. It's, it's the kind same of hard thing to disagree with you. It's the same thing from last year, and nothing has changed mm-hmm. for the Minnesota Vikings except for they got Hawkinson for a full season, and he has a contract. Uh, ultimately, well, they they walked a tightrope last season for a lot of their victories. Uh, out of thirteen wins. I believe the Minnesota Vikings, I think 11 of them were one-score games. And so that's the first thing. The other thing is, despite having 13 victories last season, the Minnesota Vikings would give up more yards in the air than anybody else in the NFL. And so what you just said about Minnesota versus the Chargers, uh, I, I found to be funny because you called the frauds of the AFC versus the frauds of the NFC. And it's yeah, true. The two teams that can't get way. Correct. These are two talented teams that always find a way to choke things away. Minnesota got right. lucky last season to have 13 wins. I don't think yeah, no that, that quote-unquote luck strikes twice this season, especially on the reverse where you're now 0-3. I'll tell you this much. You're a Minnesota Vikings fan. I'm just waiting not for the, the final shoe to drop, Look, Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. I am waiting on the Minnesota Vikings to just just quit. And when I say quit, like, move on to the next thing. Nate, nothing going to happen. Crazy, bro. Yeah, there's no championship. They're in all of these games. Yes, but there's no championship. You know, there's no Philly. championship coming with well, Kirk Cousins. You, you know, what, what? what do people say about, you know,
3: Sports in general, worst spot to be in is sports purgatory. You're not bad enough. Yeah. Like I see people saying, Caleb Williams season. Well, that doesn't help that we have one of the worst teams historically in recent memory as one of the other four te- three teams in the division in Chicago who, you know, this past draft has held in on giving Fields one more shot, and now we're seeing how that's backfired. So that's not going to happen. And like you said, I mean, they could sneak it to the playoffs. They could get a 9-8, and 10-7. What was it going to do who for them? Who He brought up the 11-0. and 0. And the whole narrative went down the tube because they, they finished 11-1 in the one-score games. The one one-score game they didn't win last year was when the spotlight was on them in the playoffs. And everybody was saying, you know, the Giants, I can see the Giants pull off up the upset. And they did. Now you did. say Minnesota, prove them wrong, and what do they do? Hey, they always listen. prove the world right. And now look Ross, at people hyping up Detroit, and they're going to prove the world right this, all over again.
1: This is, this is what it boils down to, and thank you for calling from Jersey. Thanks, the, the, the Minnesota Vikings ain't nothing but a sinking ship. That's it. They're 0-3. Well, who cares? Let, let's get the season over with. Get Kirk Cousins the hell up one out of there. Uh, let Justin Jefferson accumulate however many yards that he needs to. Uh, Minnesota, there's, there's nothing there, man. Congratulations, by the way. Justin Jefferson, even in a loss, uh, 149 yards receiving to go along with a touchdown yesterday. And Kirk Cousins had to throw the ball 50 times. 50 times he threw it for three touchdowns, and they, they still walk away with an L. It's the most uh, Vikings thing ever. But somebody had to win between the Vikings and the Chargers. This is just how it goes. So the Chargers pick up their first victory. They are 1-2. Minnesota falls to 0-3. Jason is here. He is calling from Tucson, Arizona. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Jason?
4: Hey, JR. How you doing this evening,
1: bro? I'm very well. What's going on with you?
5: Well, I'm transplanted in Arizona from Detroit, and uh, you're talking about beatdowns. I think that what Detroit's defense did to Atlanta could technically be considered a beatdown with the uh, seven sacks and holding that rushing uh, offense. I think our top five rushing offense to 44 total yards. So, yep. Yeah, I think that qualifies as a beatdown, man.
1: Uh, e- yeah, but for this well, weekend, we if we got to think about beatdowns, field. it was it was normal, man. 20, 20 to six. And, and it's something that the, the Detroit should have done. Uh, the jury is still out on Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons as to who and what he is. And so the Lions certainly went out there and took advantage of it. Uh, you want to think about the receiving and the rushing. Uh, Cordell Patterson wasn't out there rushing or running the ball for Atlanta. And so all credit to Detroit for what they did to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's not going to be able to get away with just rushing every week. Especially with a, right. a, a novice QB like Desmond Ritter, so but good on Detroit yeah, think, for walking if, away if with the victory as are, they should. It was one of
5: those things that we, you know, I, I feel like that defense did what they were supposed to do against uh, a team. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, and, well let uh, me tell seven you, seven, as someone, seven seven as someone, yeah, as someone who unfortunately uh, sees a lot of the Falcons here, uh, yeah, it's the, the Lions did what they should have done. Hey, good luck to you guys uh this upcoming Thursday, actually against the Packers, okay?
3: Right on, man. Thank you so much.
1: All right, thank you, Jason, for calling from Tucson. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, watching watching the Falcons is tough. What what else can I say, man? This, this is – not that's that's a tough, tough watch. And I don't know, some people are high on Ritter. I don't know why. He hasn't thrown the ball enough around, he hasn't been here enough, but you gotta believe in somebody, right? It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The phone lines are still open. 855 212 4 I'm going to get to more of your calls. We're going to talk about more of these quarterbacks and the pros. Jimmy G in concussion protocol. Derek Carr with a busted shoulder. Oh, yeah, and by the way, we're going to get into the Monday night games that have taken place here as well.
0: You are listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. To the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
1: First time caller. Had to pull over to the side of the road just to make sure I didn't miss my opportunity. want you to know that I appreciate your candor.
0: Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
1: It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Monday night, Monday night football, Saturday NFL football, Uh, Saturday college football. It's just football all over the damn place. So much football that talking about Damian Lillard would be a waste of time. So here's your quick Damian Lillard piece. There are other teams that may swoop in and and be able to acquire Damian Lillard. Is it the Raptors? Is it the 76ers? It's been reported that he will be traded sooner than later. We've heard about it for months now. When he gets traded, we'll talk about it. How about that? 855 212 cbs It's 855 2124 cbs At the top of the hour, we'll go ahead and, and, and go a little bit in depth, more in depth, I should say, about the game that has already concluded tonight for Monday Night Football, and that happens to be the Eagles and the Buccaneers. The Eagles win 25-11 to tonight. You just heard that from Dexter Henry. Meanwhile, at the end of three... The Bengals in control over the Rams, 16-9 at home in Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow gutting, through, gutting it through the game. Uh, as of right now, Joe Burrow still out there, completing 23 of 42 passes for 235 yards. He has been sacked twice, uh, including one, one knockdown, which, dare I say, is, is never nice at the hands of Aaron Donald. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's go ahead and talk to Joe. He is here from Knoxville, Tennessee. You're on the JR Sport Brief show. What's up, Joe? Yes, sir. JR, you are great. Well thanks. What's up?
2: I've listened to you since COVID nineteen.
1: Yeah, that's when I started. Thank you.
2: Well, that's when I first heard you. And I've listened to you for these years and I think you have great opinions.
1: Well, thank you, man. What's up? What's your opinion? What's on your mind?
2: Josh Dobbs. Oh, wow. Cardinals versus Cowboys. Been he in the league won 10 himself years. a game. Never had a start. Yeah. And they beat the Cowboys. That should be one of the best teams in the NFL. I want to know your take.
1: Wait, 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 wait.
2: The Arizona... You mean the Cowboys
1: should be one of the best teams in the NFL?
2: Cowboys... Should be one of the best teams in the NFL. And the Cardinals beat them with Josh Dobbs from the yeah. University of Tennessee quarterback.
1: Yeah, I hear you. And I, I still believe that the Dallas Cowboys are still one of the best teams in the league. You know, every now and then somebody's going to lay an egg, and that's certainly what the Dallas Cowboys did yesterday. Uh, Joshua Dobbs and the Cardinals, I think this is probably the larger issue. They were able to rush for 222 yards On the ground. And so they gashed the Dallas Cowboys from that perspective.
2: I'm sorry? I said you still got the same great opinion.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
2: Thank you, Joe.
1: So uh, are you a Cowboys fan or Cardinals fan?
2: Neither. Oh, who's your team? I'm a Josh Dobbs fan. Oh, you're a
1: Josh Dobbs fan. Okay, why? why Because from Tennessee College? Pardon Yes. Not because of college, right, Tennessee Connection?
2: Yeah, we don't have no local pro team. So I'm a college fan.
1: I understand. Well, listen, good on Josh Dobbs. We don't know how many more starts and opportunities he's going to get after this season. He might as well just try to milk as much as he can out of it while Kyler Murray is out.
2: I agree. He's had seven years riding the roster.
1: Yeah, hey, he's getting a paycheck. Hey, Joe, thank you for calling from Knoxville, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking my call. Most certainly. You be well. Yeah, he's like, uh, Dallas Cowboys are still good. Everybody's going to lay an egg from time to time, even the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think we look at any NFL team and expect them to go undefeated. You know, even the best of teams is going to, you know, fall down maybe three, four, or five times. And so – not not that much out of the realm of possibility for them to lose. It's JR, just if, the, if, let me the ask you way- something.
0: If Trayvon Diggs is there now, are we talking about a, a two-touchdown win for a, a winless Cardinals team?
1: I mean, we can, we, we can say that. We can say that. But I still think they're going to be competitive and go to the playoffs. Yeah, sure.
0: I heard uh, somebody say they should uh, try to get Kyler Murray back as soon as possible because then they actually have a chance to lose.
1: Oh, that's 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 a nice thing to say.
0: <laughs> because they want to tank this year for Caleb.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're in a good position to lose. So.
0: I'm just too good. He's not doing his part.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about the Cardinals losing or the Cowboys, uh, you know, winning. The Cowboys are gonna win their share of games. And the Cardinals are gonna—they're just gonna suck. So, I wouldn't—I wouldn't get too high on them. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's go ahead and talk to Tony. He's from Delaware. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tony?
5: Hey, what's up, Jay? I, yeah, yeah, I usually hear you on that uh, other New York station, and uh, good to hear you here, man. That's it up. Yeah, I'm, network, well, I'm yeah. here.
1: I'm here every single weeknight, uh, talking to the country, and on Saturday afternoons, I'm talking to New York.
5: Oh, okay, nice, nice. Well, um, I mean, y'all kind of hit on what I want to talk about. I'm not understanding where all this, uh, all these. You know people on the radio talking about the, the Cardinals want to you know they're, they're tanking I mean they're not tanking they're out they're playing some serious football, okay they're competing like crazy, and they look pretty good so I'm, I'm not sure what what people are seeing where, where, they, where they're thinking these dudes are some scrubs.
1: Well, I mean you, you, they had they played one half of football against the the New York Giants, okay uh, they beat the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, good on them for that. Uh, What do you think the result is going to be when they take on the 49ers next? I think it's going to be – you know, it's definitely – it's a division game, so I think it's going to be some competition. I mean, they they competed against the uh, commanders. I
5: think that was – well, I I didn't see that, so I can't even speak on it, but I heard they competed. So I'm not really sure where all this tanking for some individual is is coming from.
1: We cannot cannot put – we cannot put the commanders and the 49ers in the same sentence. Well, I mean, that's who they played. That's who the Cardinals played. So, I mean, they competed. In yeah, that's, game that who, that's who they played. But what, I'm, what I asked you is, what do you think is going to happen? Let's put it this way. It's simple. If you were going to put money down on this game, are you going with the Cardinals or are you going with the 49ers? Depends on what the spread is. No, I'm not asking you about no spread. If you win? had to make a simple bet on who would win the game, is it the Niners or the Cardinals, who would you select? All right, well, since you're picking the best team in the league, I'll take, take, um, take the 49ers. Have you watched the 49ers play this year? Yeah, I saw them play my G-men. And have you seen the inconsistencies? Well, you saw them play the Giants. You saw the inconsistencies in that matchup.
5: Uh, inconsistencies
1: on, on, on the 49ers side? N- no. No. I'm talking about the New York Giants taking on the Cardinals.
5: Oh, yeah, I saw some, some – uh, well, So, saw, let, me, I, let, me, I saw, let me put it to you this way. I saw terrible offensive coordination on the Giants' side.
1: At, no, I, I, would, I would say that I would I would give credit, yes, to the Giants, but I'd also say the Cardinals are, are in the reality of being a middling football team that is going to end the season with a losing record and they're going to be quite pathetic on the way out the door. And so i put it to you this way. Uh, the, the, the Arizona Cardinals, man, whether you want to say that they're tanking, let's put it this way. The players on the field ain't trying to tank. The coaching staff isn't necessarily trying to tank. But the organization as a whole is in a rebuilding process where they are reevaluating whether or not they want Kyler Murray. That is clear as day. And they are in no rush to win anything because it does them nothing, absolutely nothing, moving forward. Especially not having an idea what you are going to do with your QB, and so well, the
5: thing look, is, the thing is, they, they, you know, it doesn't matter if they have the number, number one pick. You know, what I'm saying they don't need the number one pick to, to get a QB to replace Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's not a winner, so I mean, of course, you want to move off him, but he's not a winner. You, hey, you might even see Kirk Cousins down there. So who
1: knows? I mean, the, the, can... the point, the point, the point is, you have better options. And let me tell you something, Tony. Is nothing better than having options. The better and best option is to look at the quarterback playing at USC and to say, oh, man, it'd be nice to have that option if he were to be here. And the Arizona Cardinals aren't throwing that idea out the window. But I'll tell you this. If I I were you – One more thing out there. No, hold on a second. If I were you, I wouldn't be worrying about what the Arizona Cardinals are or are not doing – I will be worrying about what the New York Giants do or what they can do moving forward, and they got their own issues. Yeah, well, they
5: sure do. But um, let me tell you something: I, I, you really can't get too high on a quarterback beating up on a little eighteen-year-olds. Okay,
1: so I, I mean, uh, you know, sure? yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can Taylor Williams yeah. beating up some. Well, what I'll tell you, this ain't, ain't, ain't nothing. No, I'm not. I'm not making that's, that's a. Like back, that's like can you, Tony? Tony, damn it, Tony. Tony, can you stop yeah. for a minute? Go watch. on a Jim Rome style. Of- no, you be quiet. The Jim Rome style is for you to, to listen to me and then I talk and then we have a conversation, okay? This is my point. Have you seen Caleb Williams play? Have you watched him? We can't make a determination on any quarterback. He's beaten up on 18. 18- have you seen him play? Have you seen the throws? Have you seen the passes? Have you seen the talent? Come on. There's no such thing as a fire or sure thing any or everywhere. But I'll tell you this. This is this is the part that you have to understand. It's called options. He is the best quarterback in college football. Why wouldn't you at minimum want the option? It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break, get some more of your calls. We're going to talk about a team that did go to the Super Bowl last year. It's the Eagles. They beat the Bucs. We're going to hear from the players on the other side. Don't move.